Hello and welcome to the number 10 podcast, where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer. I'm your host, Logan Agin. On this episode, we're going to finish our discussion of the MLS's back tournament. But before we get into Group F, we have a couple updates about coronavirus and how it's affecting the MLS's back tournament. The Colorado Rapids postponed travel due to positive tests, and Nashville SC had five confirmed positive tests and three are presumed. Their first game is scheduled for tomorrow, Wednesday, July 8th at 10.30 p.m. versus Chicago. There has yet to be any updates at the time of recording based on what's going to happen with that game. Additionally, FC Dallas, whose organization has had a total of 11 positive tests, 10 amongst players and one amongst staff, they have officially been withdrawn from the MLS's back tournament. With that, we're left with many questions. And I have a blog post with these questions up on the number 10 blog if you want to read more. The first question is, what will happen with Group B? Now that Dallas is withdrawn from the tournament, Group B only has three teams. Will they bring over a team from Group A and have a group of five instead of a group of six? Will the Group B teams just each play two group stage matches? That brings up the next question about will Dallas make up these when they return to home markets later in the summer? The group stage matches are supposed to count towards the regular season, and so Dallas is at a disadvantage because they're missing these games. Are they going to just be nine points behind some of the Western Conference teams because they had to withdraw from this tournament? Or are they going to have to make up games later on? The MLS has yet to announce this either. Another question is about just youth on the team. As we talked about in our Group B breakdown, there are a lot of players on FC Dallas, such as Paxton Pomichol and Reggie Cannon, who have hopes to go to Europe in the next year or so. And if they're not getting eyes on them to play, it's going to be a lot more difficult to make that jump. And it would be a great time for a player like Cannon or Pomichol to make that trip to Europe because of the way that the market's working after teams' budgets have been slashed due to the coronavirus. So players like Cannon and Pomichol will have to wait and see what this is going to do to their transfer value. And I think the most important question about all of this is, should the tournament even happen? There's been multiple cases in many teams, and while none have been announced to have come from the bubble in Orlando, Florida, it is still kind of concerning that there are all these cases, and if there's enough time for these turn- this tournament to be pulled off safely. But there also is money on the line for this tournament, and getting eyes on the MLS could prove to be extremely valuable for their growth within the United States. And the final question that I'm struggling with is just how to feel about the tournament. Like, like many people, I want to be excited about the tournament. I miss watching MLS soccer as much as the next person, but it's hard to feel excited without also feeling scared knowing that all these players will be putting themselves in harm's way in this tournament, risking not only contracting the virus, but just injury just due to lack of training that they've had. Again, I talk more in depth on this in an article on the number 10 blog. You can reach that through a link in the show notes. As I said, we're going to be rounding out our previews today, so we'll be looking at Group F, which has LAFC, the LA Galaxy, 
Portland Timbers, and the Houston Dynamo. The seeded team in Group F is LAFC. Last season was one for the records books for the Supporters' Shield winners. They finished with the highest point total ever in Major League Soccer. Forward Carlos Vela scored a record-breaking 34 goals in the regular season, but they were unable to get the job done. They fell to the eventual MLS Cup champs, the Seattle Sounders, 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. In Orlando, LAFC will likely be looking to win a tournament trophy. Except they won't have Vela. It was announced on Monday that the 2019 MLS MVP would not be attending the MLS's back tournament, so he could take care of his pregnant wife and three-year-old son. Along with his 34 goals last season, Vela was credited with 15 assists, the third most that season. Already in 2020, Vela has scored two goals. If LAFC want to advance in the tournament, they're going to have to figure out how to get results without Vela which is something that they've not had to do. In 2019, Vela only missed three matches of the regular season. Of those matches, LAFC were 1-1-1. One, one, and one. But LAFC have a plenty of other attacking firepower even without Vela. They are going to have to rely on the likes of Diego Rossi, Latif Blessing, and Mark Anthony Kay to make up for the goals that Vela would have scored. As for 2020, LAFC have earned a total of four points so far with a win over expansion side Inter-Miami in a draw against the Philadelphia Union. LAFC open up play on July 13th against the Houston Dynamo at 8 p.m. The next team that we're going to be talking about is the LA Galaxy. Somehow, the Galaxy always tend to attract star power, from David Beckham to Zlatan Ibrahimovic and now Chicharito. However, Chicharito has not quite lived up to all the hype when he was first brought on. In his first two matches with the Galaxy, a loss to the Whitecaps and a draw against the Dynamo, he managed only two shots, with none of which were on goal. While it isn't fair to make any assumptions on Chicharito based on just those two games, the pressure will continue to build from Galaxy fans and the Galaxy staff until he shows why he was brought on as a de designated player. But he will have to do that without LA's other DP, Jonathan Dos Santos, who is sitting out of the tournament after receiving hernia surgery. However, Christian Pavone, who, is, who has been on loan from Boca Juniors, will be available in Orlando. After joining the Galaxy in August, Pavone managed to record three goals and, te and a team leading eight assists. The LA Galaxy will need to rely on Chicharito and Pav Pavone building an attacking partnership to find goals. For the Galaxy to get out of the group stage, they're going to have to get by their bitter rivals, LAFC. In their last meeting, LAFC defeated the Galaxy for the first time 5-3, knocking the Galaxy out of the playoffs last season. The LA Galaxy will take on LAFC in an MLS's back edition of El Trafico on July 18th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The third team in Group F is the Portland Timbers. Last season, the Timbers finished 6th in the Western Conference. They started off the season on a three-month road trip and did not earn a win until mid-April. In the postseason, the Timbers were eliminated in the first round after a 2-1 loss to Real Salt Lake. As for 2020, the Timbers have a 1-1 record before the season was postponed. They lost to Minnesota United 3-1, and then they defeated expansion side Nashville SC 1-0. In both these matches, Portland's goals were scored by Diego Valeri. Last season, Valeri scored eight goals and earned 16 assists. If Valeri and Portland want to succeed, he will need to score some goals and also set up opportunities for his teammates, such as Sebastian Blanco and Jeremy Abobasi. 
The final team that we'll be previewing is the Houston Dynamo. After a promising start in 2020, the Dynamo fell apart in the summer months. They only managed to earn five total wins after the month of June. In the offseason, the Dynamo brought on Tab Ramos as their new head coach. Last year, Ramos was the head coach of the U-20 national team. Additionally, they signed on Darwin Quintero from Minnesota United and Zarek Valentin, who was at Portland last season and got drafted in the expansion draft to Nashville and then traded to Houston. So far in 2020, Houston has earned one point after drawing the Galaxy 1-1 and losing to Kansas City 4-0. Their only goal was scored by 2019 leading scorer Mauro Minotas. If the Dynamo want to succeed in the MLS's back tournament, they will need to find a way to get their new additions, such as Quintero and Valentin, on the same page as the club's returners. Finally, everyone on the team is going to have to learn how to deal with having a new coach who's never coached at club level before. Ramos's only coaching experiences have been with the national team, youth or senior. That's all for Group F. In our next episode, we will be looking at the first batch of games from the MLS's back tournament, as well as looking ahead to the final group stage matches of the NWSL Challenge Cup. Thank you for joining me on the Number 10 Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Agan. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends.